Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you it's the Final Word Daily here at Lords. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon at the end of a wild, exhilarating, bonkers day of Test cricket at the home of cricket. Uh, Jeff, try to sum that up in 30 seconds, please. Uh, 2.36 for four when New Zealand resumed Mitchell and Blundell together. Mitchell got his 100, Blundell didn't, but Blundell got out after three other wickets had fallen. A team hat-trick. Uh, suddenly <laughs> they lost six for 34. They were all out New Zealand for 285. And, and then it was England's turn. They were four for 69, not so nice at one point and and then Joe Root chipped in with Ben Stokes who got a reprieve bowled off a no ball Root's still there 77 not out at stumps batting with Ben Folks they need 61 to win that's a good effort in in the circumstances of a day that had so much that happened I mean you know the Mitchell century from the first ball of the day then the Stuart brought over I think it was the fifth over of the morning with three wickets the Colin de Grandholm run out which I'm sure will be a contender for final word Hall of Fame Colin de Grandholm might get in there a couple of times actually come to think of it uh, and then uh, Joe Root and Ben Stokes partnership when all looked more or less lost for England mm-hmm. after losing their top order yep. it was a bit of a facsimile of yesterday for a time when England were four down just the same way that New Zealand were and then a quite productive partnership built around Stokes and Root albeit after Stokes tried to get himself out a number of times early on in his stay bowled off that no ball and by the close of play I think folks and Root have now put on 57 across 90 deliveries and the pitch kind of went to sleep and New Zealand in fairness they were exhausted as they would be a long final session they've had a lot of work to do with the ball over the last few days so yeah I mean this feels perfectly placed tomorrow with 61 runs still to get five wickets in hand 15 overs until the second year ball this could be an absolute thriller and on the basis of what we've seen in the first session on day one two and three there will surely be more wickets so yeah I mean uh, yeah I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule out the tie put it this way yeah, yeah, you wouldn't and you couldn't. And ordinarily you'd say a, a side five down chasing this sort of target should probably get there. But England's tail sure. is is a sort of 1990s England tail. It starts at eight. You know, Matthew Potts is batting at eight on debut. Um, a guy who bats a lot further down than that for his county team. So, you know, and he lasted, what, two balls in the first innings. You know, mm. Stuart Broad could potentially come in and, and collar a few boundaries and, and cut the required runs in half, but he could equally just get himself out first ball, spooning it to mid-wicket. So the the sixth wicket is much more important in this particular 11 than it is in a lot of 11s. So <laughs> New Zealand will know, yeah, sure, 61 runs away, but... They only need to take one, uh, and then they're probably odds on to 
win the game from there. So, yep. as as to how it's poised, it's fascinating, isn't it? And and all of this all of this riding on Joe Root really. So he's seventy seven not out. His best ever score in a fourth innings win uh, while batting is 77. He made 77 at Headingley in the, the famous game in 2019. Um, aside from that, he's never made a major contribution to a batting win in the fourth innings. He's only played in nine tests that England have won batting last. He's only batted in six of those tests and he's only got right. that one half century from those six test matches. So he's never been there at the end. He's, despite all he's done, he's played 118 tests. He's never taken England to a win personally with the bat in the fourth innings um, and he's never made a fourth innings hundred either in a win or a loss. So this could be his opportunity to, to tick off one of the few things in test cricket he hasn't done. Yeah, that's a great point. And he entered today exactly 100 runs short of 10,000 in Test cricket. So, I mean, that would be a beautiful thing if it got to three figures tomorrow and pushed ahead from an England perspective. For New Zealand, though, I mean, Kyle Jamison takes four today, including the first three through the gate of Bairstow, trying to drive through the offside, booming drive, lovely piece of bowling. How's this? A stat that Daniel Norcross dug up before, probably via Andy Zaltzman, I suppose. Uh, Bairstow bowled twice in this Test match. It's the fourth time at Lords he's been bowled in both innings. No one else has been bowled. No one else had that happen to them twice. It's only ever happened to players once, and Bairstow's done it four times. That says a bit about <laughs> how many tests he's played at Lords, but also that broader problem with Bairstow stumps yeah. getting rearranged time and time again. Um, Ollie Pope also got bowled, albeit from a fantastic piece of work from Trent Bolt going around the wicket, creating the angle and getting it to straighten just enough and had uh, the off stump out of the ground on the floor, which was a, a moment when it looked like the wheels were about to fall off for England. But the real moment it looked like the wheels were going to fall off was when the score was 40, uh, 76 for four. And Ben Stokes chops on to Colin de Granholm. He throws his head back in despair, and rightly so. It was a disgusting piece of cricket. Stokes had charged at de Granholm, I think on, by my count, on seven, seven previous occasions in the space of three overs. And, I mean, on commentary, we, we couldn't fathom why he was doing this. And it brought his downfall, but de Granholm didn't keep his book Foot, didn't keep his foot behind the line. I'm struggling with my words yeah. tonight. It's been a very long yeah. day, Jeff. Uh, and, and a couple of overs later, he was out of the attack with an injury. So he'll take, we assume, no further part uh, in, in proceedings on the fourth day, which will be the last day. So, you know, if, if de Grunholm gets Stokes on one, it's almost certainly game over. Instead, he makes 54 and then gets out ramping just mm. when England moved ahead on Winviers. And I know, I know that Winviers has its critics and not unreasonably but it's not a bad measure you know it's not a bad yep. rule of thumb if you like and England went ahead in Winviz the ball before Stokes gets out and that mm. summed it up for me it was it, it was probably going to be Jamison's last ball of that spell it was the last ball of the sixth over from that stretch from the nursery end yep. and that is the ball we tried to ramp him and that put so much pressure on Root and folks and commendable they've made it to the finish line today yeah, and, and the you know the errors from New Zealand there that have basically allowed England to stay in the game. Uh, I've seen people criticising New Zealand as well for picking the spinner, Ajaz Patel, and saying, well, they haven't used the spinner, therefore they shouldn't have picked him. Um, I'm not sure if people realise that you pick a cricket team to cover a range of eventualities, not just the <laughs> actual way that the match pans out, because if you knew the way the match was going to pan out before the match, it would be a lot easier to you know to pick the relevant personnel. Oh. But you know they they could have they could have been bowling for two days, you know, had there been a a long England innings and they would have needed the spinner as it is they haven't needed the spinner and they've been able and to they might. on scene uh, bowling uh, they may yet 
they, yeah, so I was going to say, they, they might still yet need AJS Patel to bowl them to victory. Let's not rule this out. Just because Stokes popped him into the grandstand on three occasions in two overs, that doesn't define a cricketer. I mean, it, it, it defines the fact that Stokes was looking to play an adventurous stroke from the third ball he faced from spin. And look, he gets it away three times. That will happen. That's Ben Stokes. Yep. But... He's going to be bowling at a, at a vulnerable tail. And we saw even today when Matt Parkinson was brought back to get Southie when he looked like he might be on one. He gets his first wicket in Test cricket. That slowing the game down can be the answer against tail-enders. And that's what they'll have uh, the opportunity if they get rid of Folks or Root to bowl at tomorrow. And just mm. on Ben Folks, by the way, he hasn't had a great time of it at Test level since his recall before the West Indies series, though he is averaging 99 for Surrey this season. But I would say a fair bit of pressure on him with the bat. You know, you just sense that Bairstow at five, they might think again with that um, that do do they've done with the gloves a couple of times with Bairstow, that he could end up being their gloveman later in the year mm-hmm. at seven at the expense of Folks. So, I mean, you know, yeah, sure, Root's never battered them to the finish line before, but Folks, with the exception of his first series, what, nearly four years ago, hasn't been able to be a serious contributor with the bat at his level. It's his first test at home as well. So, yeah, credit to Ben Folks for being out there for, I think, 58 deliveries for his nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And far more work to do tomorrow uh, to ensure they, they can see off what will be, I'm sure, a tricky restart and maybe the second new ball if they're still going. 61 runs to get and 15 overs. It might be the case that they get the final twist with the second new ball. And wouldn't that be a, an exhilarating way to finish? Yeah, a 50-odd run partnership and Folks has made nine of them so far. So he's yep. been very happy to sort of play it almost as a tail ender with Root and, yep. and just let Root do the, do the scoring. Yeah, that sort of role. But he has got them through to stumps and, and that's the important bit. And look, yeah, 61 to get doesn't seem like much if the partnership stays together. But as soon as it gets broken, then, you know, 30 could seem a long way away. Um, we haven't even touched on really what happened with New Zealand. They'd be fuming as well that they <laughs> threw it away with the bat. You know, those two well-set players, Mitchell to his hand quickly as you said and then Mitchell gets out you know edges behind that's understandable it happens you kind of got to see a test hat trick today it was a team hat trick though <laughs> um, because because yes. the middle one the middle wicket is Colin de Grandhomme running himself out just wandering down the pitch after he you know the ball hits his pad and there's an appeal and he goes for a, a snoozy wander and he turns around and just casually reaches back for his ground and in the meantime Ollie Pope has thrown the stumps down so Pope's had his struggles with the bat at first drop but contributing in a, a sharp-eyed way there we've seen how many times have England missed the stumps over the last few years I, I can mm. recall about two direct hits in their entire history over the last few years, both of them were Haseeb Hamid. Um, but Ollie Pope nails one at the right time, runs out to ground time having faced one delivery, and then in comes Kyle Jamieson, who can bat really well, you know, junior batter with a lot of pedigree um, at about, you know, eight foot two, but he gets bowled first ball by Stuart Broad, and it's that, I mean... You look at Hall of Fame nominations. That's the, that Stuart Broad moment. There have been so many Stuart Broad moments, but he's that he gets the first wicket. He's geeing up the crowd. Then there's the run out. He's geeing them up even more, and then he smashes through and knocks off stump out of the ground. All of the the microphone wires trailing out of it as off stump goes flying, you know. And suddenly three and three balls, and and England right back in it, and an exhilarating period. Stuart Broad never retire. I mean, for moments like that, uh, he just has a way of... Is it comedic timing or something like that? Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, the run out between times. Whilst he was celebrity appealing for a leg before that was missing a second (laughs) set, by the way. So Broad was um, (laughs) racing off towards Gully, which is where Ollie Pope had the presence of mind to collect and throw. There is a wonderful photo from Phil Brown, our great mate, the photographer, uh, who captured the moment perfectly. Everyone was in the frame from his... I think it was from his uh, camera up the top there on on the balcony. And... uh, 
yeah, it, it gets the moment spot on as far as the only person looking at the ball on the stumps is Ollie Pope. And he manages to create that that magical moment. And, you know, you look at it now, if Colin de Gronholm gets going, they're chasing an awful lot more than 277. So mm-hmm. uh, in the final wash-up of tomorrow, if England do come out victorious, they, they can thank Ollie Pope uh, for that brilliant moment. And likewise, Stuart Broad with the second-year ball, uh, getting it talking. Uh, that's why tomorrow morning there is that extra layer of complexity for England. We've seen mm-hmm. six wickets in the first session on day one, six on day two, and seven on day three. So... They've got five to get. If they get busy early on, it'll be game on once more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously the impediment is Joe Root. Uh, speaking of Hall of Fame, I mean, we're spoilt for choice today, Jeff. You've already mentioned the DeGrandhomme moment there. Uh, the no ball that wasn't. Stokes said to be anti-Hall of Fame, all that charging he did. At one stage, he was charging Kyle Jamieson, getting whacked on the thigh pad. Southie, it made no sense to me, but you know what? It's his birthday. He can live a little on his birthday. Uh, <laughs> then uh, uh, we, had, we had the Ben Stokes off the back of the bat moment, pavilion end. You wouldn't... I mean, you couldn't <laughs> imagine that yep. went for four. I'm sure you caught this, Jeff. But the throw came I in. Did, yeah. uh, I think it was from Conway. Hit the no, it was from the subfielder. It was from Bracewell. Hit the back of the bat. And for a moment, looked like it was going to spill away. It was it was stopped uh, by the fielder, I suppose, at, at short third. But in any case, it was the, the moment when Stokes realised what had happened. He was looking at Root. He was putting his hands up the way he did back in the 2019 World Cup final. He went straight up to Trent Bolt, put their arm around each other, and they, they shared a laugh. And uh, that, that was a, a nice moment on an otherwise pretty intense day. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was it was beautiful timing. It was you know the 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 hands up. You kind of had to do it uh, just to yeah. just to have the little callback. <laughs> and it has crossed my mind over the last couple of days how New Zealand might have felt being back at Lords. I know they played there last year as well, but still, you know, looking around, there'd be a few a few memories from uh, for players on that team that they'd probably rather not recall. But uh, I, there's just so much that went on during that day. You know, the three and three, and then and then Blundell gets out a couple of overs later. He's out for ninety. Six, you know, real. Oh yeah, uh, didn't shame mention for him. that poor bloke. Not, not to get the hundred when he played so well, but but you know, getting both of those set players out early the next morning, running through the tail. I mean, Tim Southey's had two sort of slogging innings and still hasn't hit a six, yep. which is so he hasn't hit a six this year in Test cricket. Tim Southey, there's only been one other year in his career history where he didn't hit a six, and I think that year <laughs> he only played a couple of Test matches. So um, we're we're waiting for the Southey six machine to get going again. Uh, this God, there's just so much going on, and we'll, you know, we might only get one session on day four, but it, it'll be a bloody good session, I think. Yeah, it'll be worth it. It's in all probability going to be one crowded hour here at Lords on the fourth morning. Uh, don't miss it. Watch it. Listen to it. Be involved in it. Uh, if you like what Jeff and I do, patreoncom forward slash the final word, and we'll wrap up. Uh, the final day, what will be the final day, the fourth and final day of this test match at headquarters. If it can be anything like today, it'll be a grandstand finish. Until then, good night from Lords. I had to go about it, write it out and 